Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, whoa. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And uh, I got to say, Aaron, I'm almost out of breath because I'm still kind of excited from Ward White's call. I hope you got to listen to some of that, Aaron. That was Star 104.9 on our family of stations. And I wanted to kind of see what the... uh, what the Waco Trib, if they've updated their headlines yet. But La Vega is advancing to the state title game. 50-48 win over Glen Rose. And uh, I, I I mean, it just it was fun to hear Ward. In fact, uh, Aaron Ward's going to hop on with us at 420, even though I don't know if he still has a voice left. I mean, late <laughs> in that game, it was a one-point game with about a minute to go. And there was a moment where La Vega had a lead, and they came away. I mean, it was a real back-and-forth affair. Glen Rose got down there, and somehow they stole it and had a run out the other direction. They got fouled, and Ward Ward got pretty excited. And I, I love listening to it. Uh, and, uh, and, and at Kalea Par, Kalea, I mean, Wow. Aaron, 23 points in the state semifinal game. And to me, this is probably, we have some guests on this week that have said, hey, this might be, I think Quillen told us that, this might pretty much be for the state title. And they beat Glen Rose. They fell down by as much as six in the second half. The Lady Tigers of Glen Rose against the Lady Pirates of La Vega. And La Vega comes out on top. Aaron, could you hear could you hear that in the halls of of ESPN Central Texas? I mean that was that was some fun stuff, man. I mean I I'm just I'm I'm hoping our man I keep going to this Waco Trib Sports because I want my man Bryce. You know Bryce is there. He's probably trying to get all his uh all his stuff together, but I want to see kind of like what the fun big headline they put on this thing is. Um, with uh, La Vega getting the win. Aaron, were you monitoring the La Vega Lady Pirates as they were playing today? I was. The uh, So it's on our sister station, Star 104.9. That studio is right next to our ESPN studio, and there's a big window in between. I was listening up until I had to start John's show, yeah. which was with La Vega up by one, I believe, with 11.3 seconds left. But Ryan, who produces the uh, who produces the morning show. Game time. Game, Game time. time. Yeah. Seven to nine with Tom and Ward right here on ESPN Central Texas. He was also producing the game today, and he was writing down the scores on a piece of paper and 
putting them up to the window to keep us updated on that last 11 <laughs> seconds. So we were, we didn't get to hear Ward's call, a final call, but I heard most of the game and, and we, right when it ended, we were able to announce that LaVega was headed to the state title game. I was hunting around, you know, because I had to be, uh, I've got family member going through some stuff and I had to be at the hospital. Everything's going to be okay. But we, I was in, and I, you know, I, I just can't sit, Aaron. I, I was pacing around. I down there looking at the cafeteria, looking at, you know, trying to had about my fifth cup of coffee for the day. Pacing around, seeing the hospital. Oh, there's the chapel. There's the there's the that. And um, and then I finally uh, broke out of there and went to find something to eat. And and so I found the app. I don't know if you'd call that an app. I found. I somehow went to. 1049, Aaron, the Facebook page, and then I, I was able to kind of hit the button. <laughs> Gosh, this sounds so old school. I hit the button, but I got to hear, <laughs> um, I, and it was gorgeous. Oh, it was just gorgeous. Uh, this uh, surgery a family member's having is at Baylor Hospital in downtown Dallas, so that's where I was uh, spending my time. And so, yeah, I but it was real pretty out, and... I think, Aaron, you know, I don't like to ever be one of those people that you, you, you're at lunch sometime or even a nice patio and somebody's talking real loud on their phone or they're listening or watching a video and you're just like, really? But I kind of, I got to say, I and I looked around to see if anybody was out there. There's one guy, and I hope I didn't bother him, but I did have Ward's broadcast on in the fourth quarter. And then I, I left that and went back and uh, Ward... And that was a back-and-forth affair. I mean, that was really something. And it's funny because all these players I feel like I know now. Glenn Rose has somebody named, like, Writers. And I just kept – she always seemed to have the ball. Writers. You know, and, and, my, and that's the thing I love about radio. I mean, again, I'll watch all this stuff tonight and the highlights. Parker Ream was there from Fox 44. Darby from Channel 10, I noticed, was there. And then our own Ward Whites was calling the game. But there's something about radio in high school basketball that's kind of magical. That that it just seems like a bigger deal. I mean, you know what? Nothing against. I mean, I was, believe me, I was cracking into my NFSW account. What is that, Aaron? It sounds like it's not safe for work. I'm, what is that? NFHS. NFHS. There's a, there's a thing I, I subscribe to where I can see games on that. So I was trying to kind of get involved in that deal. By, by the way, they should have these games on Bally's or whatever they call it, Fox Sports Southwest now. I mean, the women's state title games. I mean, the boys are on. The boys are on TV, aren't they, Aaron? Um, maybe just the app. I don't know. Maybe they just stream these things now. These things should be on TV. My gosh. Come on. Come on, UIL. Come on. Let's get this thing going here. Uh, but... Uh, this was uh, and then Aaron, what about what about our Fairfield girls? Did you kind of monitor a little bit of that? Um, Lady Eagles sophomore guard um, Jam- Jamila Nash made three straight baskets, one after an offensive rebound, and two more off uh, forced turnovers to ignite top-ranked Fairfield's rally. And then they knocked down seven of eight free throws late to subdue the Winsboro Challenge. Where am I reading this? Because I kind of like how this is written. Chad Conine, our old buddy from the Waco Trib, 
has this one. And uh, I, I'm fascinated with Fairfield because, Aaron, they've got the Bracken sisters. Tony Bracken's a very famous NFL player from Fairfield, has a ranch there, now has daughters who are big-time athletes. Shadasia Brackens, I think, is the older sister. She's got a freshman sister that's really good. And um, this was the – that was a 3A state semifinal uh, yesterday in uh, San Antonio. So I love kind of catching up on all that stuff, seeing how Fairfield's doing, and then La Vega. And then, Aaron, they'll turn around and get that get that on tomorrow. They will play for the state title. I like how – and we'll have um, we'll have our man uh, Ward White's on, but he kind of Aaron he he did at the end he said he said kind of one of those they will play for the state title tomorrow and it was just it was big and I just thought about people listening back home that maybe didn't get to make the trip to San Antonio, uh, you know La Vega High School all around Waco and Bell Mead and out in that area just hearing that and being so excited and again as Aaron said star. 104.9 is where you can hear those La Vega games. Aaron. Um, and tomorrow it will be uh, 6.45 for the pregame, 7 o'clock around there, tip-off with Ward White's on the call, and they will uh, take on the winner, uh, Bernie and Sunnyvale, which is going on right now. Aaron, I think I think Ward's ride, I think he we, was, uh, we were driven by Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels, uh, that is Ted Teague and his gang out there. Ward arrived in this beautiful vehicle. Now, Aaron, you know, I've been talking about this uh, 2023 Grand Cherokee with all the bells and whistles that I love and the four-wheel drive and the snow and the rocks and anything I want to drive on. Aaron, I might have hurt myself on this deal. I talk so much about it, they've sold it right out from under me. (laughs) Like I, I gotta, you know, I'm, I'm praying Ted puts me in something else, but I gotta get that thing, I gotta get it back to the, to the, to the dealership tomorrow because somebody said I want, I want that car, I want that, I want that Jeep Cherokee Mosley keeps talking about, and they sold the exact one that I've been driving around. So, Aaron, will I take credit for that? Absolutely, absolutely, I will. Whether it's uh, whether it's true or not, and uh, that is really that is really cool. Aaron, I saw this other story today. I love kind of looking at the Waco Trib for like uh, interesting stories, and and this was from back a few days ago, February twenty fifth, twenty fourth. It said elementary school music teacher leaves six million to Baylor. Aaron, can you believe that? What the the Baldwin the Baldwin Missouri resident, okay, graduate degree from Baylor in 1954, never set foot in Waco before his time at Baylor, and he never returned. But the community obviously made an impression on Dunn, who died in December at age 93, leaving his entire six million dollar estate to his alma mater said Dunn's gift, the largest in School of Music's 100-year history, will support its newly named Dunn Center for Christian Music Studies. I should hope so. I should hope it's named after Harold Dunn. My goodness. President Livingstone said, 
we are humbled by Harold Dunn's transformational generosity. We honor his life of incredible impact. We celebrate his purposeful planning that inspired him to leave his estate to Baylor to support Christian music education for future generations. Eric, can you imagine just kind of sitting there? You know, you're the president of Baylor. you got a lot of different things. You're attending all these events. She'll be at one with me tomorrow night. Baylor Line Foundation, their Hall of Fame awards. Guess what, Aaron? President Livingstone and the Mosley family all receiving awards tomorrow night. I should say the Hendricks Mosley family, okay? My great-grandfather, Dow Hendricks. And uh, so we're getting, uh, I believe it's called the First Family First Family Award, Baylor First Family Award, and uh, President Livingstone is getting a big-time award as well. Robert Griffin III also getting like a, you know, Best Young or a Young Graduate Award, like a, you know, where they recognize a, a, a famous or, or I don't know if they have to be famous, but uh, somebody that's made a big impact, and Robert continues to make an impact. Now it's more on in the uh, media. Aaron, you like that story, though? Here you go, Baylor. That's... I've never, I've never been back to campus since like 1954, but I am going to leave my six million dollar estate to the university. Now that's living right. That is a pretty incredible story, it really is. Yeah, These stories like this is why I take the Waco Trib. All right, um, <laughs> I like this headline, Aaron. This seems real folksy. La Vega Fairfield girls know the way to San Antone clinching state tr- trips. Do we? Are we just able to call it San Antone in newspaper headlines? Maybe so. All right, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. We're going back to the combine in Indianapolis at five o'clock today. One of your old friends who used to lead into my show uh, back in the day, or actually, yeah, I did. Trying to think, it would go twelve to three, and then I would do three to six. I'm trying to remember what what it, would John have been doing at that point, though. John was, I don't know. John, I thought John John may have been at at eleven a.m. at the time. He moved to eleven, but anyway, Q Q Myers uh, will be joining us from the combine. That's coming up at five o'clock. But next, we go to San Antonio, and we talk to our own Ward Whites who just called a tremendous victory for the La Vega Lady Pirates as they advance to the state title game. Ward White's is next. Time for a look at your ESPN Central Texas forecast. It's brought to you by Richard Carr. For over 20 years, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac has built a reputation as people you can count on for automotive sales and service. Off Highway 6 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. Clear skies and cool tonight with an overnight low near 45. Tomorrow, another gorgeous day, sunny with a high near 75. Currently 67 at ESPN Central Texas. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The baseball Bears home for a four-game series against Youngstown State this weekend. Games Friday at 6.30, a doubleheader Saturday at 2, and a series finale Sunday at 1, Baylor versus Youngstown State. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. 
La Fiesta restaurant and cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-Delicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Get 2.9% for 72 months on 2022 Ram 1500 crew cabs on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramie, and Top of the Line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get values up to $3,000 on a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab plus 4.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of Ram trucks in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters with a public service announcement and a warning to be vigilant. As you know, for over six years, we've been fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas, a noble cause you think everyone would be on board with, right? Wrong. So we will get phone calls with people saying, we don't agree with your cause, and you should take those offensive ads off the air. We have even had negative reviews strictly because we've taken our fight to the airwaves enlisting good citizens like you. It only proves one thing. Communism is alive in America. The battle is real, people, and we need your help. But we're not asking you to do it alone. That's why we've slashed prices on all solid bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to $500 and 20% off. Stay sharp, my friends. Keep Texas free and don't drive a naked truck. Get more details on the Pickup Outfitters website, createacommotion.com. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Elberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Elberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. La Vega has advanced to the 4A state championship game with a 50 to 48 win over Glen Rose. They will play either Bernie or Sunnyvale at 7 o'clock tomorrow night for the state title. In boys' postseason action, Lorena takes on Hitchcock in the regional semifinals. That game gets underway at 6 o'clock tonight at the Midway High School gym. It's a busy weekend for Baylor Athletics, starting with baseball, hosting Youngstown State tonight at 6.30. They will also play a doubleheader tomorrow and a single game on Sunday. The softball team is hosting Texas A&M and Sam Houston State in back-to-back doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. 
And there's a basketball doubleheader at the Farrell Center on Saturday. The men tip off at 11 o'clock against Iowa State, and the women take on West Virginia at 5 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Odd is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we go to San Antonio right now. Ward White was on the call, uh, powered by ESPN Central Texas. It was on Star 104.9. And, uh, Ward, I, I loved it, man. I loved I got to hear the fourth quarter especially and the back-and-forth nature of that game. I've covered those, uh, the girls' state title games before. I used to cover the Mansfield Lady Tigers when they won like three in a row back in the day. You remember when they were really good under Samantha Morrow. But how about La Vega? I mean, that is that is so much fun. What was the uh, what was the give us a sense of like what the whole scene was like after the win. Uh, I would imagine there's a pretty great contingent of La Vega fans. What was the celebration like? It was uh it was very exciting. They they did pack the side uh the visitor side of the bleachers. A lot of La Vega fans here for the game today and uh they were extremely excited to see their team advance for a chance to win a state championship tomorrow night at seven o'clock and uh a lot of fun. And coach looked at me right after he got through, turned around and looked at me in just a big sigh <laughs> and very happy <laughs> after uh being able to pull that one off. I like that coach. I mean, I think he teaches over at the junior high. I was watching something on TV recently, and he was just talking about how everybody was so excited for him and coming up to him uh, constantly, you know, talking. What What have you figured out? You're a coach. You're a former coach. You You have it in your blood. Your dad's a coach. Your brother's a coach. Tell me about the La Vega coach and, like, the impact – he's had on this program and, 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 and what it is that he does that seemingly, other than having great players, that helps coaches when you have extremely talented players. But what is he, what's kind of he, what is he known for, Ward, as you've kind of gotten to know this program? Well, to me, he is, Coach Willis is so even-killed. He doesn't get too up or too down about any situation. He stays within the moment, uh, and, and he lets his team play and be themselves, and that's really important, especially when you get to a, a place like this uh, in a big building with a, a lot of fans there on, on both sides and a lot of noise, not letting the moment get too big. And when you have a coach that can stay within the moment and not let it get too big, it trickles down to his players, and you can see they stayed calm. They never, they never got rattled in the game. They never got upset. They just kept playing their game and never got out of their game. And I think that that's important to let players be themselves and, and, and do what they do best. And Coach Willis does that. He leads by example. And you can see that in his team. All right. And I, I tell you, talking to Ward White in San Antonio after that thrilling 50-48 to 48, uh, win for La Vega. All right, Ward, because I, I was trying to download the – Oh, the NFHS thing that I bought, but I was really enjoying listening to you. But walk me through the big steal, the sequence, because to me, that's when I could tell in your voice, uh, and obviously it was late in the game, but they're up one. It's a real back-and-forth deal. But when they got that steal and went the other direction 
and got fouled. That was just such an enormous moment with about 30 seconds left. Describe exactly, uh, Ward, what happened on that sequence. Did did somebody reach in there and strip it away from Glenn Rose? What was that? What was that whole sequence like? Yeah, it was Kenzie Mitchell reaching in and knocking that ball away, and then tapped out by McKinney and picked up by Kalea Parr, and Parr able to go down the floor and draw the foul. That was a huge change of uh, momentum for the Lady Pirates. And, again, it's that tenacious defense that they've been playing all season long that puts other teams on their heels, but they found a way to get it done and quickly move the ball up the court and, and give them that advantage. And, and that was – you're right, that was a huge turn of events for the Lady Pirates. And you could see it. Uh, not only on the court with the five players, but you could see it on the bench too. You started seeing a little bit of that momentum slide toward the La Vega Lady Pirates. There was somebody for the Lady Tigers that you were saying, and I think it was somebody like Riders or something like that. And it was funny because I, it was like I, I kept thinking, man, does she have the ball just constantly? She's probably their point guard, but it just seemed like they kept kind of i mean it it was like a a heavyweight match i mean it was just back and forth um what, what glen rose how impressed were you with the way they played and what were they what were they like in terms of were they trying to power it down low it seemed like you were saying they you know they had some layups there that they were able to get especially in that fourth quarter what was your impression of that team well they're very well coached. They're a very good basketball team, as they should be at this point, Matt. But, you know, it was it was the play of Alexa Ryder. She was 4 of 8 from field goal, 2 of 5 from three-point land, and she was able to knock down that three points that, that got them kind of a little bit further in front and, and had a, a, the advantage. But, you know, really they tried to work the ball down to Amy Flippin, and Amy Flippin, with the 18 points in the first half, she only scored – four points in the second half. So wow. they were able to shut her down. She's a big six, four center that they have for Glen Rose and able to put, put her kind of in, in neutral there in the second half. And that was a big deal because you saw Angela Carroll come in uh, and play well for the lady pirates. And she's a six foot four that took the ball away from her and not let her get in. And you saw also Raisa Smith, be able to kind of neutralize her. Got a couple of blocks. Did draw a couple of fouls on those blocks, um, but they were still they rattled her a little bit, and you could tell she was pressing a little bit there in the second half, and that really made the difference in the game. Neutralizing, flipping there in, in the late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, she was getting frustrated a little bit, but you know they they only had six players on the floor the entire game, and and the bench for. La Vega was able to make the difference in the ball game. So uh, I think that that was the big difference is, is getting flipping, not able to just get those bunny hops underneath the basket like she did in the first half. Kalea Parr, you mentioned what an amazing game, 23 points, did it at the biggest time when they had to have her. Um, she, you know, she got, she drew the foul there. She hit the big bucket to put them up. And then she talked about losing her father in 2021 and, and how she was thinking about him a lot sort of during big moments and after the game. Uh, just really seems like an incredible uh, young person, but, but also a great player, Ward. She is a great player, and she, she is the point of this offense. She brings the ball up. 
and she sets the offense, puts that wheel offense in motion for them and able to find a way to get the ball down on the block when they need to or take the outside game. They use the screen real well, and she's able. She's so quick that she's able to get through that screen. You don't have to set a great screen for her to be able to go down the side of the lane and get those layups that she likes to make, and she made a huge one in this ball game late to, to give them that lead. You're right. But she she's the one that, you know, she's kind of the straw that stirs the drink for the Lady Pirates. Well, this is going to be uh, – it's a lot of fun. Now you got to ramp up and get ready to do it again. Um, what – in some ways, this feels like the state titles already happened. Um, this matchup, everybody was looking forward to, and it it lived up to some of the hype. What what do you think about the next this next matchup? Because what you can't do is have that sort of natural letdown that can happen after such a monstrous win. What do you uh, What do you foresee happening? About what do you think about this next matchup? Well, I, 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 right now it's a closely contested game between Bernie and Sunnyvale, and and so either one of those that come out uh, and face La Vega, you got to realize that they're not here by mistake. They're a very good basketball team as well, and, and you know that, Matt. It, it, you've got to find a way, whether it's a big win or a, or, a, or a big loss, you've got to put those behind you, and especially now after a big win and emotional like you're talking about, You've got to find a way to just be yourself, and that's one of the things that you know we talked about Coach Willis earlier, letting his team be themselves and not let the moment get too big. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll come back in refreshed a little bit. Um, I talked to them after the game a little bit ago. They were watching the first half of that game between Bernie and Sunnyvale as well, and uh, it, it's just be yourself at this point. Don't worry about – doesn't matter what color jerseys on the other bench. It doesn't matter – what they do, go out and play your game and be yourself. And normally if you can do that and you're a good enough team, scoreboard will take care of itself. And so I, I feel like La Vega can put this one behind them pretty quickly and uh, get back to the hotel and have their team meetings tonight and get ready to come back tomorrow night at, at the Alamo Dome and, and have an, a shot at a, a state championship. What do you think about the 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 San Antonio scene? Um, now, last night apparently there was some hell and and water getting into the Alamo Dome. Uh, that was not a good that was not a good look. Uh, you know, and obviously it delayed one of those games. I think Liberty was involved in that game. But for so many years, these two tournaments, the boys and girls, was in Austin. That's when I fell in love with it. And I love going to Austin, and it was a huge coaching convention type thing. You would see everybody there. Is it like that now in San Antonio? Has everybody sort of uh, is it is it that kind of festive affair, or uh, where where are we in that whole process? Because those of us who went to it every year really loved it in Austin. Well, you're talking to the wrong guy because I loved it in Austin as well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, it was something special about being. Uh, in Austin at mm-hmm. the University of Texas and, and having that opportunity, you're right. There would be a ton of coaches around that you could talk to and visit with. They're still here. It's just this building is so big, and it kind of engulfs the whole thing. And they've got it situated to where it's still a good atmosphere, but it's such an enormous building that I, I would like it to see it back in Austin at some point if they could get that worked out. I don't know that they ever will, uh, but that was such a special time to have it there uh, inside that auditorium. And 
I, I don't know. I, I, I do like it here. It, it It's maybe located a little bit far for some teams because all being all the way down in San Antonio, but still it, it, it's a fun time. And anytime you can have an opportunity to play for a state championship, I think any, you ask any of the coaches that are playing here this weekend or for the guys that's coming up next weekend, they don't care. They'll play in a parking lot. So that really doesn't matter yeah. to them. But I, I, I still have a special feeling for when it was in Austin as well. Do you have a go-to restaurant in San Antonio? Like, is there something you've got your mind on, like on the uh, the Riverwalk? Now, my place is that I like those cheeseburgers, and I like those, I know this sounds weird, but the, the bean and cheese nachos at a place called Chris Madrid. Chris Madrid's. Okay. I, if you ever get a chance, it's just a, it's a great burger, but those nachos, make sure you order what they call the cheesy nachos. Because okay. it just the amount of cheese, it's the perfect ratio, and I, and I kind of fell in love with that place. But you may have something else in mind, Ward. No, I I don't. So I'm going to take your advice. That's where I'll go tonight and and tell them that Matt Mosley sent me. See if I can get bonus points for that. Yeah, may 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 show you the exits once you drop that name. Uh, <laughs> the uh, and Metiera, that's always a fun one. That's kind of in the middle of all the uh, action. There'll be a bunch of coaches and everybody hanging out there. Uh, by right. the way, five five o'clock today. Your boy Q uh, uh, and uh, the, your former co-host, and mm-hmm. he live from the uh, I, I, plausibly live. Uh, may have already taped it, but uh, from the combine. The nice. NFL Combine in Indianapolis. So if you're if you're by the dial, you got the app on. You know, check in, and hear what uh, hear what hear what Q has to say. I'll certainly do it. I will. I will. It sounds like a good time. All right. Hey, love listening to you. Love the excitement, and uh, just know everybody back home loved uh, the whole presentation. It just sounded great, and it was a lot of fun. So, uh, hey, go ahead and bring home a state title. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Ward Whites, uh, who really can do any play-by-play, but right now he's uh, he's on this La Vega bandwagon. Aaron, is it too late for me to get on the Fairfield bandwagon? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, and by the way, Lark, Lark corrected me on something. Um, yeah, my Tony Brackens, the famous player from Fairfield, Shadasia, who's the great player at Fairfield, is Tony's niece. All right, his daughter is McKenna Brackens. I think she's also on the team, but uh, an incredible family, great athletic family. But Lark, always love. Aaron, don't you like that Lark's out there kind of making sure we're we're staying factual, fact-based radio? Did, did you ever think it would be Lark who would help us with that? <laughs> If he's going to fact-check the program, he better clear his schedule. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's a full-time gig. Hope he's not listening to Campus Confidential. (laughs) We ought to to do like that pardon the interruption. You you know, at the very end, they always address the mistakes. (laughs) Every every other day, I'll I'll say so. Like the other day, and Simcox used to have to jump in, and I'm always waiting for you if you need to correct me. Please do. But I'll say something, and it doesn't sound right. But then, it, but it, I say it, and I just move on with life. And then, like that night, about eight or nine, I'll be like, "Well, that's not who that was." Like the Texas player, Sir Jabari Rice is his name. Well, I was calling him Jabari Parker the other day, and I thought, "Why am I doing that?" Well, because that's an NBA player, 
Jabari Parker used to play for the Bucks. I forget who he plays for now, but I get these things. Boy, I used to. I finally had to tell Simcox, Aaron. You know how nice he is. It just he's just a, such a. I mean, he just is really. Uh, he's just so supportive and all of that. And but I, finally, I told him early on though. I said, "Hey, if I say something wrong, you got to jump in and correct it." So he he learned to do that. You you do it too. All right. It is the. Uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we're going to roll on here with what we like to call Campus Confidential. Aaron, I'll tell you what I've had my eye on. And we, you know, I don't know, I won't, we'll see what you have your eye on. I'm kind of liking this SEC finding out who we think all the team's <laughs> permanent rivals are going to be. The permanent games because, and of course, Nick Saban, very upset, very upset, who it appears they're going to assign the Alabama's, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. All right, it is Campus Confidential next. Keep up with the Phillips 66 Big 12 Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Join the John Morris Show and the Matt Mosley Show beginning Wednesday, March the 8th, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet. The latest news and notes from the Big 12 Basketball Tournament with John and Matt, and it's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. Continuing coverage of the Phillips 66 Big 12 Basketball Tournament is presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet Store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet Store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet Store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815. Franklin Avenue in Waco, La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. 
Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown West. Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. La Vega has advanced to the 4A state championship game with a 50-48 win over Glen Rose. They will play either Bernie or Sunnyvale at 7 o'clock tomorrow night for the state title. In boys' postseason action, Lorena takes on Hitchcock in the regional semifinals. That game gets underway at 6 o'clock tonight at the Midway High School Gym. It's a busy weekend for Baylor Athletics, starting with baseball, hosting Youngstown State tonight at 6.30. They will also play a doubleheader tomorrow and a single game on Sunday. The softball team is hosting Texas A&M and Sam Houston State in back-to-back doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. And there's a basketball doubleheader at the Farrell Center on Saturday. The men tip off at 11 o'clock against Iowa State, and the women take on West Virginia at 5 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And Aaron, I know you've been on the air with John and then straight in with me. And so during the John Show, Baylor did have some open, uh, some, some time with the media ahead of tomorrow's 11 a.m. Senior Day game against Iowa State. And Scott Drew said that Keontae George and Langston Love were both game-time decisions. Said they were doing well. Now, we had already seen a report that um, that Keontae was going to be a game-time decision. John Rothstein does a nice job, and he generally is, is on point with uh, – uh, his uh, injury-type news. And so we'd already kind of heard that one. Langston has a abrasion on his... Well, I've had these corneal abrasions. And it, it's a... You can, you can come back from it fairly quickly, but it's a weird, weird deal. One of them I had... One of them, Aaron, was... Uh, uh, from a changing contact solution when I was a freshman at Baylor. Now, one of them was just on me. I was, I had to be able to see to go play a softball game against the SAEs or something. I was probably a junior, senior, and I put in a gas permeable hard contact that was cracked. And I could tell it was cracked, but I needed to be able to see to go play. And so I tried to play with a cracked contact. 
and it cut my eye. I mean, I knew immediately the way it was feeling, but, you know, that's how idiotic you are sometimes in college. Well, I'd rather risk injury to my eye than miss a game or not be able to see at the plate. Now with perspective, Aaron, looking back, probably not the biggest game of, of the, in the world, a, a intramural softball game against the E-Dogs. But at the time, it seemed like, hey, this is worth doing. And I ended up, <clears throat> you know, in the, with emergency-type stuff. And, and it's Dr. Um, Russell Swan. Anybody knows Russell Swan? He's, got a, he's an ophthalmologist in Waco, and I think he's still practicing. Give him a shout-out for me. Tell him Mosley was giving him a shout-out. He was at Providence. He was at Providence at the time. And I started out at one of the other local hospitals, and, and honestly, the, the eye doctor was like, didn't have a lot of answers. And then Dr. Russell Swan took over, and now he has, I don't have it in front of me, Aaron, it's like the Waco Eye Surgery Institute or the Waco Eye. I'll take a peek at it um, You get the real name. But he was, uh, and then Aaron, <laughs> I I liked him a lot. Just a just a great guy, nicest guy in the world. But my senior year, I get a call. You know, we had those answering machines, and uh, it was Doctor Swan saying, "Hey, Matt, um, so and so gave me your number. Do you want to play some racquetball?" <laughs> so so Doc the the Doc and I ended up playing a little racquetball at some point. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us? The Athletic is reporting that the Big 12 Conference has been in recent contact with the four corner schools in the Pac-12, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, about the possibility of leaving the Pac-12. The report also says Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark is, quote, deep in discussions with Gonzaga about possible membership, but it's contingent on what happens with the Pac-12 schools first. The Pac-12 is currently working on a new media rights deal. We're waiting till Drew Timmy actually leaves Gonzaga <laughs> and then maybe bring him in. I did see he finally made the announcement that he is going to leave. He came back. Seemed like he's been there forever. But Drew Timmy will go to the NBA after this uh, season. Aaron, say that again, where that report came from. The Athletic. The Athletic. Okay. Dennis Dodd the also athletic. had a similar report. So it's kind of tough to tell. They all, you know. They came out about the same time, but uh, the athletic had the tidbit about Gonzaga. Yeah. All right, we'll take a peek at all that. We like the athletic, and uh, that that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to monitor that situation. Nick Saban has never been accused of backing down from a challenge. That may change. For years, the Alabama coach argue the SEC should play more conference games now that they've agreed to play nine conference games a season with three uh, three yearly opponents that stay the same every year. Nick Saban doesn't like it because of the opponents that have been chosen for Alabama. They're giving Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU as their as the opponents that they will play every year. Nick Saban's not too happy about it. He said, quote, I've always been an advocate for playing more games, but if you play more games, I think you have to get three fixed opponents 
They're giving us Tennessee, Auburn, LSU. I don't know how they come to that decision. It's not really hard, isn't that? I, mean, I, don't, Auburn, I don't know about Tennessee, the, but. You have to have the Auburn game. Right. And the LSU game has become one of the most highly watched games every year. The SEC is not going to go away from Alabama, LSU. And then Tennessee, I mean, I'd have to think back on how often they play. But, I mean, I I think it's just it's funny he's taking this stance because would he be taking the same stance if Tennessee was like it normally is? Because the other two, I mean, it just makes too much sense not to do it. I thought it was funny, like A&M's understandable, Texas, LSU, and I think the other one is maybe Arkansas, Mississippi State. Mm. And Texas has A&M in Arkansas in Oklahoma. I kind of had to laugh. I don't know if you have that in front of you. It was uh, SI put this out there, Aaron. It was their best guess at all three that every team would have. And OU's was kind of, I mean, obviously they had Texas. But the other ones were a little bit interesting to me. Like, it's just, oh, Texas's make total sense. It's like long-time rivalries, border war type stuff with Arkansas. That makes sense. Hmm. A&M's hmm. make sense. OU was a little strange to me because they've lost their great long-time rival in Oklahoma State. The Bedlam game has gone away. I, I, you know what I'm t- do you have that around Aaron or you want me to look that up I, I have it it's oh, okay. uh, Texas Missouri and Florida yeah it's it's a strange strange com- obviously Texas but yeah. Missouri yeah. and Florida is a strange couple of teams to be their yearly opponents you're right I mean we're all dying to see Missouri and OU play every year you think they just said well they used to be in the Big 12 together used to be you know used to be in the Big 8 just get them Get them back together. Let them play. Nobody cares about that one. What did you say the other one was? Florida? I mean, some years. I mean, Florida's, uh, Florida's obviously a historically a, uh, a big-time program in the SEC. That's okay. That's okay. I don't know exactly who I would give them. I'm just saying that one seemed a little strange. And then, Aaron, it's always funny, isn't it, to look and see who they put, like, the teams that nobody cares about against like who who does vandy get does that who does, does it, tennessee you have that one? yeah tennessee auburn and missouri auburn they predict to get alabama and georgia and also vanderbilt so auburn does yes you think they with auburn they're like well if they if they have they, to play these two big brands let's we got to go give them vandy one patsy <laughs> yeah I, I honestly, I think if that's the three that, that they get, I think that's exactly what happens. Who are the worst teams in the SEC? Vandy, Missouri. I mean, I'm just thinking. And it over, was before this year, South years. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They, he, that guy's got them moving in the right direction, but you got to put them still among the worst teams. Mm-hmm. And then I would say. Certainly, Ole Miss is a lot better than it used to be. Would you say Mississippi State and Ole Miss are about equal? I think so. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 both turned the corner and are both 
good oh, programs, not great. You know, you know who I'm missing, and of course they've gotten a little bit better, but Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas is one of the worst. Oh I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. saying over the past like ten years. Yeah, I would say Arkansas. If you Vandy, Arkansas, Mizzou, and South Carolina are the worst are the worst teams in the SEC. Aaron, did you want to? Let's do a whole other segment later in the five <laughs> on just the worst teams in America. I was trying to. Uh, who was the last? I was just looking at the uh, their guesses as you said. Oh, Arkansas. Yeah, they uh, they have them playing Missouri, Texas, and Ole Miss every year. Oh, who, Arkansas. Missouri, say that again. Missouri, Texas, and who? Ole Miss. Yeah, I don't know. It. I mean, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I'm kind of like, eh, okay. I mean, obviously the Texas game is always going to sell out, and they'll be excited to play Texas. I mean, that's the one thing about Texas. Whether they're good or bad, Aaron, I think everybody loves facing them. And I'm not even tra- taking a shot. I mean, I think there'll be years in the future where Texas gets good again. But I do think from a brand perspective, everybody wants to – well. The team you don't want to play, even though it's a huge brand, is you don't want Bama on your every season schedule. And, see, I think Oklahoma would rather have A&M. That would mean more to that fan base than, than Missouri and Florida. Like the fact that they used to be in the Big 12, I just think the fan base would enjoy playing A&M more. Than, than these these kind of weirdo things. All right, Aaron, is that? Yeah, we we have we have time for one more if you want one, or do we need to move on? Uh, real quickly, UCLA yeah. uh, director of athletics Martin Germond announced a contract extension for head coach Chip Kelly that will run through the twenty twenty seven season. Contract details were not disclosed after an up and down first three seasons at UCLA, in which he went three and nine, four and eight, and three and four. Kelly. Kelly's Bruins have went eight and four and nine and four in the last two seasons, including a thirty-seven thirty-five Sun Bowl loss to Pittsburgh last season. He did a good job of lowering expectations so much Absolutely. that like eight and four and nine and four look great. And you know, there are coaches like that that the pandemic saved. Think about where that three and four season would have been heading in a normal season. With enough games to play, when the Pac-12 wasn't running around scared trying to shut down college football, oh my gosh, we're in California. We can't we can't even peek outside. We may get COVID. Again, I, I don't want to poke fun. COVID was a very real thing, but the California handled it by literally shutting everything down. Although Aaron, I during COVID I went out to one of those places in California and it was it was kind of funny. I was in L.A., it was shut down, like it was during spring break. And it was just like, oh, man, it was, it was when Baylor was like in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, uh, yeah, the Baylor women and men, and I happened to go out there to California. And we went one county over. We left L.A. County and went into Orange County, up around Dana Point, California. And it was completely different. They were like, no, nah, get your mask out of here. We don't want masks. It was the exact, it was the next door county. Just interesting, California is all over the place. I think 
sometimes we think California's one way or another, and they're not. They're just kind of spread out, you know, all all around. And quite honestly, they've all ended up in Texas. <laughs> I mean, everywhere you look. Aaron, we had a 3-1-0 transplant from California listening to us that won the Schmaltz's two free sandwiches just yesterday. Yeah, said he uh, on the text line after you were talking about it, said he had moved from Malibu. Ooh. Yeah, I think everybody's trying to move from Malibu to Waco. <laughs> and we love it here. We love our town. But, yeah, whoa. I, I, man, Malibu. Can you imagine making that move? But, hey, welcome. Sometimes you got to do things, family or business or work or whatever. Malibu's a very expensive place to live. There are too many fires. Um, I mean, fires ripped through all of California, but one took down Malibu. And then there are murders up in those canyons, those canyons around Malibu. Always some weirdness, man. You go on a hike and never come back. Aaron, am I, am I, is that too dim of you? That's... I also love, <laughs> I love Malibu. I love being there and visiting it. I'm just saying I would not go on a hike, especially alone, up there in the Malibu canyons. Crazy stuff happens. Like People disappear. Like mountain lions or just all kinds of stuff? No, I know I am fascinated with mountain lions, and it's a good point. Mountain lions sometimes will be in a certain part of California and then make it all the way to a different. It's pretty fascinating how they're moving around the country. I'm glad you brought up mountain lions because um, I, I, I do any of those kind of stories I love. But I'm talking about like. Like there was a, there were some murders that happened, just people going on hikes and stuff, and they didn't know what was happening, and I think they finally got to the bottom of it. But I was reading a whole thing in the New Yorker magazine about a year ago, and it was all up and down. It was in the Malibu area. <laughs> okay, Aaron, I think I've got enough on that. Hey, where, has anybody ever seen a mountain lion in McLennan County? I I don't know. I mean, there's got to be, you know, there's, there, I guarantee there's someone in our listening area right now that has a pet mountain lion or, like, has a, people that have these exotic pets. And you just never know what they might have. There's, like, there's probably a tiger out there somewhere, like, in our listening area. I don't know if they're listening to us today, the tiger. But, or there's a bear. Somebody has a pet bear. I promise you that. That's just how things are uh, in, in huge swaths of land like this. But when was the last mountain lion seen in our fair part, you know, like Bell County slash McLennan County up into Brazoria, Brazos, you know, all that, all that area, Coriel. When's the last time a mountain lion was spotted? Um, There's been some in the Metroplex, like uh, out Fort Worth direction. I can't remember if it was Parker County or Palo Pinto County. Uh, maybe out around Mineral Wells had a had a had a big one got shot. All right, Aaron, you never know what could happen on uh, the Matt Mosley show. Next, though, we're going to go to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, and an old friend from the station, your boy Q, returns. That's next. 
Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears close the regular season Saturday in the Ferrell Center hosting Iowa State. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Hi, everybody. It's Jimmy with Advanced House Leveling. I just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done for us and our family over four decades. And I'm the funny, goofy dude on the radio, but this is kind of serious because your homes are serious. Nothing's funny about a foundation problem. If you do have a problem, give us a call, 254-235-4922, or fixitjimmy.com, and we'll do our best to protect your house. And once again, thanks, y'all. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, My Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. 
It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And as you would expect, boy, Q Myers, I mean, uh, your boy Q, as you knew him in Central Texas, 12 to 3, unnecessary roughness. He's taken that show out to Vegas. And Q, I loved it this morning. You and I were talking about trying to figure out how to do a show this afternoon. Tornadoes were in the area, knocked me my power <laughs> off last night, struggling a little bit. But I was so glad we could get together uh, this morning. One of the things I always loved about you, you love going on the road. And when you go on yes. the road, man, you don't you don't miss a beat. Like I, the, three hours ago, you had like some kind of uh, four hours ago, you were already in the convention hall at the combine setting up like here's where the quarterbacks and receivers are going to be you're not like me i kind of like to start my day ease into things but it's great to great to have you on from the nfl combine in indy yeah man it's great to be on and you know how i am man i gotta go all 100 percent goes all all speed you know go as fast as possible all the time my man so uh you know how i am too once uh once the work day is over uh, the workday continues outside of the convention center. So uh, out here in India, it's a lot of opportunity to network. So I was networking until about 3 in the morning, and then I got back to the convention center about 6 in the morning. So, yeah, you know how it goes, man. You know how it is when I'm on the road, and uh, it's, it's the grind that we love, man. So this is where I'm at, and this has been fun so far. You know, I've been there, um, and I, <laughs> I would say it catches up with you at some point, uh, it, it, but it doesn't really seem to do it with you. Somehow you just power through. And as I recall, you're not like, you know, I've had those late nights, and you're right, you're, you're talking to head coaches, GMs. It's an incredible opportunity to be around. Uh, I saw you had the assistant G, uh, GM from the Raiders on the other day. I mean, there's just some really great opportunities uh, for all that, but now I'm powered by lots of coffee uh, in really all parts of the day. Are you more of a, I'm trying to remember, are you more of like a Mountain Dew or energy drink guy? What do you, what do you kind of go, what's your go-to to keep you going? Oh yeah, I'm definitely an energy drink guy. I'm a, a Red Bull in the morning and a rock star in the afternoon. Yeah, that's, that's the combination right there. You got to have the one-two punch. Got to have the the smaller Red Bull in the morning, and then you follow it up with the rock star later in the afternoon to keep everything going and get you through the rest of the evening. <laughs> now, Q, Q, don't do what uh, Matthew Meyer did recently. I don't know if you saw that story. I saw that. Star. I saw that. Yeah, he he. What did you like? Uh, o O D almost or her? Have a have uh, got sick because of too many energy drinks? Is that what he said? Yeah, it was a uh, it was caffeine poisoning, and there you uh, go. Yep. so I don't want you to I don't want you to go too far on that. Uh, boy, I love by the way that the pin tweet you have. Uh, I was looking at your Twitter earlier today and having you and your son, uh, and that was from oh last July at the uh, NBA Summer League. What a cool deal is to have him up there looking like your co-host. I don't know if you had him on the show that day or not, but uh, he was a, uh, he's been a tremendous basketball player, so it's kind of been fun uh, watching his career. Now, Q, um, busy day at the podium. Um, Bryce Young today, that's kind of the headlines I've noticed from ESPN. And by the way, Q also does work on ESPN Radio. And so uh, Q driving home from our familiar place, at AT&T Stadium one night this fall, I'm like, man, there's Q. And you had a great <laughs> wrap-up show, and so I had to reach out to you. 
I was trying, uh, and that was—I uh, was just so excited to hear you on there. And that was—that's—that's—that's uh, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Now, what about though, uh, Bryce Young? The the questions are always going to be on these quarterbacks. Okay, what are the measurements? He's listed. I think he said he's six foot tall, right? He right, thinks he's yeah. in the two hundred pound range. Had an AC joint issue last year at Alabama. Also, obviously, huge production. Great leader. Um, but, you know, I, I, I got to say, Q, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and others, uh, Kyler to a certain extent, made it fashionable to be a smaller quarterback. But it does seem like the pendulum shifted back to teams being going back to being a little more fearful of the shorter quarterback. Are you sensing that? Yeah, a little bit. I think that there there's a little bit of that uh, concern for the size, and he was peppered with a lot of questions about the size and the weight, and it was so funny when he responded to one of them. He said, look, respectfully, I've been this size my whole life, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I can't can't change who I am. You know, he said, I know my skill set. I know what I bring to the table. Uh, he said he was 200 pounds. We'll see when he actually officially gets weighed and, and measured, like you mentioned. He didn't look 200 pounds to me, but I did see him at Tony's Steakhouse a couple nights ago, so maybe he was putting on a couple of extra pounds, uh, drinking a little bit extra water, eating a, eating a pretty big steak out there, a little bone-in ribeye action. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I mean, the guy is who he is. He's a phenomenal football player. We all know that. He's a really good leader. And I'll tell you, listening to him at the podium, I really got young Russell Wilson vibes from him. He sounded like he had that kind of that leadership. It almost sounded like he had been talking to Russell Wilson almost on how to control a podium setting, right? I mean, it just he really, really, that, that was my takeaway when I walked away from the podium was, I think I just listened to Russell Wilson before before Sierra, before Seattle, before uh, Denver, and all that. It just seemed like, a, you know, coming out of college, Russell Wilson. Yeah, it, we do want it to be the pre-Denver Russell Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, big time. Pre-Sierra. <laughs> Pre-Sierra, that's right, man. I remember them announcing uh, – they did some kind of a, on his contract. You remember they did a little video from their bedroom right there in yeah. bed, rustling. Yeah, that was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, and uh, Q, your boy Q, uh, you remember him for years here at ESPN Central Texas. Now with Raider Nation Radio, and I love it, Q, because y'all, man, it's it's FM AM. you you're all over the place. You still do your Locked On podcast. And then also ESPN uh, radio. So you've got a lot of things covered. You've got to, I guess, be in charge of the format of the station. People report to you. And then you have the two to five. Uh, what is that out there in Vegas? I guess that's specific time. Um, yeah, two to five. Two to five. So that's uh, what? Four to four to seven? Uh, yeah. Four to seven your time. Yep, there you go. That, re- that really messes things up with having you on as a guest, okay? So I'm going to need you to cons- reconsider these hours. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's look at that. But uh, and you were on with uh, Ward and Ryan recently, so that was yeah. uh, that was fun to get you back on the station. People are always asking, "What's Q up to? What's Q up to?" I told somebody the other day, "You listening on the weekends? You may hear him on ESPN uh, Radio." And uh, now this story out there, you've been documenting uh, a lot of Raiders, obviously. And so I, I kind of wanted to bring up the Derek Carr because you've watched his career very, very closely. Uh, reports out there now, I think ESPN had it, that uh, New Orleans was, quote, ready to sign ex-Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Other people sort of visiting with his people out there. Where do you 
Where do you think is the most likely landing spot? And what did you did you almost have a cackle when you heard the one report that the who was it the Jets or somebody was saying that they thought they could you know once he played for them they they saw him as like a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I I just got, <laughs> did did that did that uh, cause you uh, uh, some amusement? Oh yeah, no, that was that was pretty funny, and that is so funny, you know, from being. There in Central Texas and covering all the all, all the you know college recruiting. That's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like a great college recruitment pitch, right? Like trying to trying to showcase uh, who he was and hey, this is where your family will come and watch you play. And it just that's what that sounded like. I mean, that was hilarious. Like we all know that the guy is not a a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no doubt about that. He's just. He's just uh, – I don't want to say just another guy. I don't want to sound disrespectful like that. But, I mean, the guy stabilized the position for the Raiders for nine years. Uh, you know, and I think it was a healthy time for him to break up with the team. And I think it was a healthy time for the team to break up with him. And so they're moving on. He's moving on. And as far as destinations go, I think Carolina makes sense. I think the Saints make sense. I don't think that the Jets make a whole lot of sense because he doesn't do well in the cold. And that's an element, right? I think that that's uh, something that has to be a factor. But you know, I've heard people say, well, you can get used to that. It's not a big deal. He just has to get accustomed to it. I do think it's a big deal. I don't think that he's a very good quarterback in the in the cold. And the last game that we saw him play as a Raider was in Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve. And he did not have a very good game. And he eventually got benched right after that game. So uh, if I was the Jets, I would say uh, buyer beware. But, hey, you know, they they got to do what they got to do. Like I said, I don't have anything against them. I think he did a good job for what he was what what he, what he was thrown into, and it definitely was not a good situation. I mean, he, he did the best he could with what he had to work with. It, was, it wasn't always great, but, you know, it is what it is. And they're moving on. He's moving on, and we'll see what happens. And now the Raiders are wondering who their, who their next signal call is going to be. That's the big question moving forward. Yeah, and, and, and that will be interesting. These quarterbacks that we're hearing from today in the wide receivers, I think uh, we're going to hear from Quentin, the man from uh, Temple, Texas, who you're very familiar with from TCU. I know he was on the slate this morning. Yep. And, uh, and and then just the various uh, – what, what are you – there's always one of these quarterbacks that just sort of grabs our attention. And is it, Bryce, who's the, who's the quarterback in this year's draft that you feel like there's the most volatility in terms of – Boy, he a boomer bust type guy. Even kind of like well, Josh Allen, if you'll recall. You know, he we yeah. didn't know he had accuracy problems, and then obviously he's done great at the NFL level. Who's the who's the quarterback that you're you're you've been most excited to hear from this week? Well, you know, it, it's funny because there's like four different styles of quarterbacks, and I think Bryce and CJ are probably the two that people are most comfortable with, and I think the, mm-hmm. the biggest question marks are going to be Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, and I'll tell you this, standing next to the podium with Anthony Richardson talked to us, dude is a monster. I mean, he is uh, uh, just a big specimen of a dude, and, uh, you know, he said that his, his player, he, he always uh, admired and kind of modeled, modeled his game after was Cam Newton, and it makes sense because they're pretty much the same size. He's uh, very athletic like Cam Newton. Uh, he just doesn't have very much experience. Like, what, 13 career games? I mean, he just he, he has so many question marks. So his ceiling is probably the highest of anyone here. But it's also, is he going to reach that? Is a team going to be able to develop him? Because remember, whatever team he goes to is probably going to be a bad team. 
So that means that they have to figure out how to develop this guy. And if they can't develop him, then he's going to most likely look like a bust. So I, I have so many question marks about Anthony Richardson and Will Levitt. And Levitt had a bad year last year for multiple reasons. He was injured. He lost his offensive coordinator. Didn't have as many playmakers. But he also made a lot of bad decisions, you know, against Vanderbilt. Uh, made bad decisions turning the ball over. There was just, it's like I said, there were so many questions that I don't know if we can answer until – they get with these teams and they start to develop and you start to see how they grow as, as players. But uh, those are the two guys that have the, the, the highest feelings in my opinion. But uh, right now, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, they've, they've stolen the, they've stolen the show so far this morning, as far as the, as far as the quarterbacks go. All right. And I, I always need to ask you uh, talking to Q from, uh, from the combine, the NFL combine, Jerry generally goes later in the week. Uh, obviously the Baylor, uh, the, uh, the Cowboys, uh, Baylor. I wish Baylor did have a luxury bus <laughs> like the Cowboys. You could just follow around. But um, the Cowboys' luxury bus usually shows up, makes its way around town. Now, Mike McCarthy was only in town for a few hours. He visited with some of the local uh, reporters, and I think he might have talked, you know, at the podium briefly, and then he made his way out of town. What's the What's the Cowboys' scuttlebutt that you're hearing? as you make your way around at night, because even as dialed into the Raiders as you are, and now, boy, you're completely baptized in, in uh, Raiders land because you've moved to Vegas, but I know you still hear Cowboys nuggets. What was everybody's reaction to McCarthy saying, we need to run the damn football? I thought that was right. an interesting. I thought that was an interesting take for a guy, by the way, who's not known in all his years at Green Bay, it's not like they were known for running the football. Right, exactly. But you know, the funniest thing is when he said that, I almost fell out of my chair because I was yelling and screaming on the radio to run the stupid ball when, when I was in Central Texas covering the Cowboys with you. I, I kept saying, why is Kellen Moore and company throwing the ball all over the yard when you have Zeke Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard, you have an offensive line? Like That is the recipe to win there as far as I'm concerned with the Cowboys and the, and the, the team that they have. But how come Mike McCarthy, the head coach, didn't go down to Kellen Moore and say, hey, dude, <laughs> run the ball, right? I mean, he's the, he's the head coach. Isn't that his job? So I never understood. It just kind of felt like he kicked Kellen Moore on the way out the door, right? Kellen Moore's already gone. He's already got the job with the Chargers. It's like, oh, by the way, uh, we wanted to run the ball instead of throwing it so much. Well, why did you do it? It kind of, it kind of blew my mind uh, when he was saying that. I was like, okay, so – there's that. I figured maybe he was hanging out with Jerry uh, late and had some Johnny Walker blue before he went in and started talking. I don't know. You know, it just kind of blew my mind because <laughs> that was a, that was a him call. He, he could make that decision. So there's that. But I'll, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of conversation when it comes to the Cowboys about uh, another wide receiver. Uh, I know a guy like Quentin Johnson, uh, and I did get to talk to him. It was really cool talking to him and going back to our uh, Temple, Temple Wildcat sideline days. Uh, so he, he actually got a really good laugh. Out of uh, out of seeing me at the at the combine, he's standing at the podium. All of a sudden, he lo- he looks down and he sees me. And so I asked him about the journey from Temple to here. And all of a sudden, instead of you know, these guys are programmed to to answer the questions. Oh, your a reporter's asking, talk talk this way. And you know, they're all kind of kind of wired the same way. And then all of a sudden, he sees someone that he's real familiar with and he's comfortable with. So he says. Oh, it's been lit, fool. <laughs> so he got, it was almost like we were back in uh, in Temple again, you know. And so, uh, but he he was pretty excited. He said, "I don't get emotional, but uh, I mean, man, the the journey people to get out of Temple and to be here now and and have this opportunity and 
you know, so he, he was really cool. And he's met with just about every single team here. I mean, he's going to he'd probably be the first wide receiver off the board. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, the Cowboys conversation has been, you know, wide receiver who can compliment CD slam. Uh, Clayton Toon was a guy that uh, talked about the Cowboys quite a bit, uh, talked about the fact that he was a big Tony Romo guy. He'd love to stay in the state of Texas and, and he's a DFW guy. So he'd like to, uh, you know, get an opportunity with the Cowboys and, and, and learn behind Dak and, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's been a whole lot of conversation come, uh, according to the Cowboys. And then also on top of that, I saw the bus uh, hanging out around St. Elmo's, uh, Elmo's last night. So uh, I'm sure he was getting uh, – those guys were getting some nice little shrimp cocktail and, uh, and having themselves a good old time. Yeah, I think for any Quentin Johnston media things, you should uh, wear your old ESPN Central Texas polo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Show, yes. show up and uh that's funny yeah everybody i'm sure looked at you like wait what's how's quentin right. and q what, how do these guys know each other just two q's right. two q's that's right that's right <laughs> y'all could really market that all right last yep. thing for you um and i'll let you get back to it because boy y'all have all sorts of activity there uh in the hall but this jalen carter story I've noticed mm. on your programming, you've been talking about it a lot. Now it's a, it's a, uh, you know, what we a lot of us know, of course, what happened with that tragic accident. We didn't really know the extent, obviously, until this week of maybe Jalen Carter's what his involvement was in that. He was charged. He went home on these misdemeanors, uh, turned himself in, came back to the combine. What is the What's the overall buzz about that? I'm I'm starting to kind of feel like as long as these things don't cause some kind of lingering legal issues, that they're just going to view him as a football player like they would have anyway. But we all know that sometimes these character kind of things can stick with a player and can drive his value or him down in the draft. How are you, How is this thing sort of playing out? Well, it's so funny. It's been like three sides of this story already, right? I mean, when the news broke here at the Combine, it just about stopped everyone in their tracks. Like, whoa, that's going to be, you know, the potential number one overall pick. He can't, he can't be the number one overall pick anymore. He might not even be a first-round pick. Hey, he might drop out of the draft. Like, it went so far left to the point where it could have been a terrible situation and this, that, and the other. But then, he, like you said, he returns home. He gets, you know, he goes to jail. He gets bailed out. He returns, which I thought was huge, was the fact that he returned and, you know, basically faced the music when he could have said, hey, I'm going to sit this one out, get my head right. Uh, I'll see you at my pro day, this, that, and the other. But he did return. He was on the field. Uh, cheering on his teammates while they were going through drills. He didn't do any drills, but still he was out there and he didn't have to do that. And on top of that, I'm sure there's teams that are talking to him like, hey, so what was going on? Because there's been different stories here. So, I mean, I think that that was a good step. And, and the other big thing in this story is, you know, as you mentioned, as long as there's nothing else that comes out big that's legal that ends up being a felony or something, because these are just misdemeanors right now, I think it's going to be fine. It's early March. The draft isn't until late April, right? So he has plenty of time to – clean it up, figure out what happened, explain to these teams what happened, and then just go from there. It's not like this is a Laramie Tunsil situation where we're all of a sudden seeing it uh, unfold the night of the draft, uh, and that was obviously a very minor situation. But, you know, if this had been a couple days or the day of the draft, then he probably would have fallen out of the draft because there's so many questions. But they've got almost two full months to figure this out, and these mm-hmm. teams, he's too good of a football player, man. He's, he's I, I would be shocked if he drops out of the top five. I mean, I really would. He's just that stinking good. He's a disruptor. I don't think the Raiders could take him if he drops to seven just because of what happened already with Henry Ruggs in that situation, street racing and tragically killing a, a young lady and her dog. And so I, I don't think that that is good for them. But the other teams in the league, I think, are fine. 
All right. Well, Q, do the TCU players get freaked out when they see the Georgia players walking around the combine? (laughs) (laughs) Probably a little bit. Quinn was talking about that a little bit, too. He was talking about that. He said, hey, we just got whooped. We just got whooped that day. (laughs) Oh, man. But they were there. They were there, and I didn't think I'd ever see it. And and I had no problem even telling them that. I never thought I would see it, but we saw it. So there was that. (laughs) Well, I tell you, for a man who stayed out doing – very uh, strong research and networking till 3 a.m. <laughs> you sounded you sounded very strong. You sounded the familiar Q voice that we all know and love. So I appreciate you doing this. Have a great rest of the combine. And please, if you if you get any time with Jerry, please ping me because we'll have to we'll, we'll we'll jump you right back on at the uh, first of next week. There you go. We'll we'll make it happen, man. Anything you guys need, you know I got you. All you got to do is hit me up. I got you. I appreciate you. You bet. There he goes, Q Myers from the NFL Combine on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Next, we get into, I'll tell you why, I think actually tomorrow's Baylor game is important. A very important way to end the regular season. That is next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, it is a jam-packed Baylor Bold weekend in Baylor Athletics that is actually already underway. We'll give you details coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Want the latest in Nike Baylor gear? It's available at the Baylor Bookstore on 5th Street in the heart of the Baylor campus or online at BaylorShop.com. During Ram Truck Month, shop the greatest selection of new inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks have all the quality for work or play. With impressive towing capabilities, heavy-duty payload capacity, smooth ride, and a luxury feel interior design. If you're looking for a truck that can do it all, come see the possibilities of a Ram truck. And if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build a custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams. Shop DCJ.com or come in to see us today at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. It is a Baylor Bold Weekend. 13, count them, 13 Baylor home events that began yesterday with Equestrian's 10-8 loss to SMU. Equestrian back in action Saturday morning at 10 versus TCU in Fort Worth. Baylor softball hosting the Ode to Joy Invitational at Gatterman Stadium. Game Saturday and Sunday versus Texas A&M and Sam Houston State. And Baylor baseball home for a four-game series against Youngstown State that begins tonight at 6.30 on the banks of the Brazos. Head coach Mitch Thompson looking for continued improvement for his young squad. Well, I think it hurts, you know, it hurts to, it hurts to get beat, you know, and to lose the way that we have on some of these games. And so, uh, 
you know, it's the thing that we've got to bounce back from it quickly. You know, you've got to have a short memory and you've got to, you've got to be able to look forward and move forward. And, uh, and hopefully this is a weekend that we can start doing that. You know, I didn't think that we played uh, poorly on Tuesday. I thought we played okay, uh, made some nice plays on defense, had a couple other plays on defense that if we could have made them, it's a different ball game. Um, you know, but we just got to focus on doing our job and playing the game right, running everything out and playing the game the right way, throwing the ball to the right base, doing all those things, throwing strikes. And if we'll do that, then good things will start happening. Mitch Thompson and Baylor Baseball hosting Youngstown State, a four-game series at Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Games tonight at 6.30, a doubleheader tomorrow beginning at 2, and a single game Sunday at 1. Baylor basketball men's and women's senior day doubleheaders in the Farrell Center on Saturday. The men hosting Iowa State on the air at 10.30, tip-off at 11 Saturday morning versus the Cyclones. Then the Baylor women versus West Virginia at 5 p.m. on the air at 4.30, tip-off at 5. Both games here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. More Monday. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2023 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2023 includes Robert Brazil, Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Carlette Guidry-Falkway, Priest Holmes, Adrian Peterson, Cynthia Potter, and Michael Strahan. Meet this year's inductees class on Saturday, April 15th in the base at the Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Thank you. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. La Vega has advanced to the 4A state championship game with a 50-48 win over Glen Rose. They will play either Bernie or Sunnyvale at 7 o'clock tomorrow night for the state title. In boys' postseason action, Lorena takes on Hitchcock in the regional semifinals. That game gets underway at 6 o'clock tonight at the Midway High School Gym. It's a busy weekend for Baylor Athletics, starting with baseball, hosting Youngstown State tonight at 6.30. They will also play a doubleheader tomorrow and a single game on Sunday. The softball team is hosting Texas A&M and Sam Houston State in back-to-back doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. And there's a basketball doubleheader at the Farrell Center on Saturday. The men tip off at 11 o'clock against Iowa State, and the women take on West Virginia at 5 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show. Friday afternoon. And big news today coming out of San Antonio, La Vega. The La Vega girls have advanced to the state title game. Ward White was on with us earlier. Great call. They're in San Antonio. And, um, well, the big headline on the Waco Trib today was that the big stage doesn't phase La Vega girls. And also talking about Fairfield, and boy, it certainly did not phase at all La Vega. And um, that was that was a lot of fun. The um, Boy, the player for La Vega that makes them go is Kalea Parr. 23 points in this game. Huge bucket to put them up, and then get they get the steal late. I think it was Mitchell who reached in and got that steal, and they went the other direction and got fouled and then made it. It ended up being like a three-point uh, lead, and final score, 50-48. to 48. La Vega, Lady Pirates, getting it done, and everybody's celebrating in La Vega, uh, out La Vega High School, one of our great Waco schools, out there, kind of, all the Belmede people are happy. I mean, it's just a lot of celebrations right now in the greater Waco area with La Vega doing what they're doing. Now, Aaron, I, I've also kind of been enjoying keeping up with Fairfield, and and you know, I, I, I like the Brackens. There's Brackens kids on the team. Um, the, uh, I believe, uh, McKenna and Shadasia Brackens. And then Fairfield also has an up-and-coming freshman forward, Blake Brackens, who is McKenna's younger sister. That's B-L-A-Y-K-E. I like that spelling of Blake. And uh, 
So McKenna and Shadasia, daughters of the Brackens brothers, um, that'd be Tony for one. I think that's McKenna's dad is the famous NFL player. Uh, was Used to be with the Jacksonville Jaguars, played for University of Texas, of course. They're both Division One talent. Shadaza, uh, she'll play at North Texas. McKenna headed to UNLV after high school, and uh, they can they can get it done. Boy, Fairfield thirty eight and two on the season, and uh, the uh, uh, yeah that was that was yesterday. They were getting it on with uh, Winsboro, so. I like Aaron kind of checking on this thing, seeing where all the boys are. We've been keeping up with uh, Lorena, of course. I like the Central Texas basketball pairings, and it'll kind of take you all the way through as you can kind of review what happened, where La Vega, they broke through against Harden-Jefferson, a great team. Uh, and then, uh, and of course, talking about some well, we've been following the boys and the girls, but La Vega, one of these games, Aaron, 123-20 to 20 over Houston Yates. That was that area round. Conley also won in the area round. So, um, shout out. I mean, I, I love our local schools. Fairfield put it on Malakoff big time, 71-26. to 26. And then that game Lorena was, Lorena was involved with, I think that was in West, they knocked off Mejia. That was yesterday a, uh, well, there's about four or five seconds left, but it was a big-time shot, and a ball kind of hung on the rim and went in. Aaron, um, don't you agree with me <clears throat> that these state title games, both boys and girls, should be on television? I mean, I, I the boys' games I remember being on. Now, I used to go to the boys' state title games a lot, uh, I've been to the girls. I used to follow them when it was Mansfield Lady Tigers back in the day. But these games have got to be on TV, especially with the state of Texas. Aaron, if I made the statement, and let's talk about boys for a little bit. If I said that the state of Texas is producing more college basketball, and let's count the, you know, whatever the, the pro leagues you can go to now, straight from high school. There's that Ignite and G League type stuff you can do. Does any state in America produce more great high school basketball players in the state of Texas? Aaron, could you name one? If you were going to try to guess, would you say California? Would you say Georgia? Which direction would you go? I would probably say California just because of the size. Maybe so. Um a lot of these players, it's hard to keep up with because they're ending up at prep schools and that kind of thing. Um, so, anyway, tonight in the Metroplex, out in Fort Worth, actually, Lake Highlands and North Crowley get it on. I believe that's a 7 o'clock tip-off. And Lake Highlands led by Trey Johnson, and Baylor um, is in hot pursuit of him. That 2024, he'll be a senior next year. But he is the top junior guard in the country right now. Bears want him badly. He's not going to make a choice yet, but the Bears want him. University of Texas, Duke, Kansas. I mean, they are all after him. But uh, I, uh, I, I think uh, it's something. It's something worth. Uh, 
uh, pursuing. Aaron, I, there's a lot of stuff going around the NFL today. You know, there's a sickening video about a player domestic violence situation. And I don't even, honestly, it's Friday afternoon. We'll have time to get into something like that. Don't even really want to go there. But uh, there's a lot to get into. There's some college hoops going on, even as we speak. Aaron, I find this interesting. Did you know right now that North Carolina and Duke are playing at, uh, now this, I guess this is the women's tournament. Okay, that's got to be what that is. Yeah, Duke and North I saw that and thought, wait, are the men playing? No, it's Duke and North Carolina women. By the way, Aaron, what's kind of funny is both Duke and North Carolina women ranked. North Carolina 18, Duke appears to be 13th. Neither one of the men are ranked. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's amazing right now to kind of study the bubble and try to realize where everybody is. We were just talking about the Combine with Q. Now, one of the huge stories of the Combine has been what happened with Jalen Carter and uh, in connection with the January 15th crash that killed a Georgia football player and a recruiting staff member. Today, Aaron quotes from Kirby Smart, the Georgia coach, insist his program does not have a culture problem. He said to ESPN earlier today, absolutely not. I would say we're far from it. When you talk to people outside our program that come into it, they talk about what a great culture we do have. And we do an incredible job. Because I've got a lot of outside entities that come into our program and pour into these young men. Do we have perfect young men and women players? Not necessarily. But I promise you this, that's the intent, for us to grow these guys and get them better. And I feel really good about the culture within our program. Um, This is the first interview he's done since offensive lineman Devin Willick and recruiting analyst Chandler LaCroix were killed. Um, He said he and his staff have worked hard to educate their players about the dangers of speeding and racing. So, um, really interesting stuff there coming out of uh, coming out of Georgia. And Aaron, lately we've got that bad story. We got the story out of Alabama, and I I've been very interested in how this story is covered. Alabama, once they get a number one seed in the in March Madness, it might come up a little bit here or there about Brandon Miller. But let me assure you. The announcers for CBS and Turner, Aaron, will talk about this in the aspect of, um, oh, how has he been able to keep focused? It'll, they'll almost turn this into a huge positive for Miller. I've got to credit, there's a columnist uh, slash writer for the Alabama newspaper. And there, you know there's a lot of pressure. They want some kind of rah-rah person for the local paper. Aaron, I looked at that game the other night. I was watching Auburn and Alabama, and it came down to the very end, and it was a great game, and there was a lot of disputed calls. Auburn coughed up a late lead and got beaten overtime. And after the game, this columnist I'm talking about didn't write a single word about the game. He wrote about how shameful it is how Nate Oates and Alabama have handled the whole situation. 
with a player, uh, a star player, supplying the gun that was used in um, in now what is in uh, a murder. Okay, the alleged, the two alleged shooters. One of them was a Alabama teammate of Brandon Miller's. I found that interesting, Aaron. That's not most times, especially in a smaller place like Tuscaloosa. I say it's small. It's it's small market in some ways, big market in big brand. But that a local beat writer slash columnist would just say, you know what? I know this was a great game, but I'm not writing about that. I'm going to write about it. So I, was, I kind of admired it. Aaron, did you ever get to go back and listen to Bruce Pearl's reaction on his radio show or uh, on the postgame Auburn radio network? Did you ever hear that? I didn't. Okay. He he absolutely threw his headset and screamed into the mic twice. And it was a wild it was a wild affair. All right. A little closer to home. Baylor uh, women finish up senior day tomorrow. Jamie Asbury, Caitlin Bickle, come say goodbye to them. Aaron, that's a 5 o'clock tip against West Virginia. Men have senior day, 11 a.m. Now, Aaron, I don't think they'll do this, but wouldn't it kind of be funny if they just treated Keontae George like a senior and went ahead and celebrated him with the seniors? Aaron? Sorry, I was trying to find that Bruce, Bruce okay, the audio okay. you were talking about. Okay, I I thought you had uh, I thought we had I was like, are we still on the air? Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, I no, that's okay. That's okay. Aaron was looking, searching for some Bruce Pearl audio, and as I normally do, I had bolted in a in another uh, direction. But I I, I think tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a great day in a lot of ways. Get to say goodbye to some players. Probably the last chance for the home crowd to see Keontae George, the um, the Baylor freshman phenom. Now, again, we don't know if he'll play. He's got an ankle injury, a minor ankle injury, we're told. Yeah, he was in a boot after that game when he got hurt, but it seems to be doing pretty well, progressing. Game time decision, and it's been called the same thing with Langston Love. You know, and and when I see things out there that just don't look right to me, I just don't bring them up. I know some people love to bring up stuff and shoot down reports. Let me just say, that's kind of my approach to these things. I'm not going to trash this person or that person. When I see something that doesn't pass the smell test, I just stay away from it, okay? And that's what we did on one of these reports. It looks like that... Langston Love and that scratched cornea, basically kind of like on the, the eye, the retina or cornea, it's an abrasion. And he got scratched on the eye. It happens. I've had it happen to me a couple of different times. But it's not, you can heal it pretty quickly. You just have to, you got to get your vision all the way back. And I think he'll be fine, but you just got to wait and, and make sure it's in good enough shape to be able to go, and you feel comfortable playing. 
Good news about the Bears is the other the last game, they just found a way. They kept pressing on and and they and they got the they got the job done. Okay, even with uh Langston Hurt and Keontae not playing in that game Monday night. Um still I, I thought a really good effort, even though they got a little sloppy at the very end. But a great opportunity to close it out the right way. And I think it's important. I actually think it's important to play well and finish out with a win at home because it just sends everybody out the right way and it gets the Bears on the right path as they head out to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. A little more on that, the Big 12 tournament, We'll talk about it next in the dismount. Follow the Baylor Bears throughout the Phillips 66 Big 12 Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. It's a Baylor Big 12 Basketball Tournament Preview Show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni this Wednesday night at 6 o'clock live from Kansas City on ESPN Central Texas. Join the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Matt Mosley Wednesday at 6 as they take a look at both the Baylor women and the Baylor men in the Big 12 Basketball Tournament in Kansas City. Our preview show is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Join John and Matt. Wednesday at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Hi, everybody. It's Jimmy with Advanced house leveling. I just wanted to say thanks for everything you've done for us and our family over four decades. And I'm the funny, goofy dude on the radio, but this is kind of serious because your homes are serious. Nothing's funny about a foundation problem. If you do have a problem, give us a call, 254-235-4922 or fixitjimmy.com and we'll do our best to protect your house. And once again, thanks y'all. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Audio is the Matt Mosley Show. We got to say goodnight to you. Reminder that John Morris and I will be relocating to Kansas City for our shows Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, that's powered by Jim Turner Chevy. Jim Turner Chevrolet. And uh, it's going to be great. Derek Scott's GM out there. Appreciate the uh, the support and just the uh, – we'll hear from Jim when we get to Kansas City, one of the great uh, former Bears, former Baylor players and boosters. And Jim uh, loves to sell a truck and loves Baylor basketball. He and Julie will probably be right out there in the middle of things. And uh, they'll have some of those – the Brett Yormark, Aaron, moving the, the the you know the the media away from center court, but he won't be able to do that to Jim Turner. Jim and Julie will be right down there in the middle of things as they should be, but uh, that'll be fun as we get ready for our trip to Kansas City, and we'll have continuous coverage. Of course, here are all the Baylor games. Uh, men and women, ESPN Central Texas, and we'll have various other sister stations involved. Okay, everybody, have a great evening. Remember, tomorrow night, Lady uh, uh, Pirates go for a state title, uh, 7 o'clock. All right, everybody, have a great one. We will talk to you soon. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, headed into the final weekend of Big 12 Conference regular season play and some big matchups coming up tomorrow, including Iowa State in Waco to take on Baylor. Details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 shoot-around. Exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Check out the Baylor Bookstore on campus for the latest men's, women's, and children's Baylor apparel. The Baylor Bookstore, also available online at BaylorShop.com. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928.
Now for a look at this weekend's matchups in the Big 12 Conference. Here's J-Mo with today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround here on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back. It is the final Saturday of the regular season for Big 12 Conference basketball. Only one seed for next week's tournament. Top seed Kansas has been decided. Everything else will be decided with the results of the games coming up tomorrow. Baylor part of a three-way tie for second place, sitting at 11-6 and six in league play. The Bears hosting the Iowa State Cyclones tomorrow morning at 11 in the Farrell Center. Iowa State comes in with a four-game losing skid. We talked about that with Eric Heft, the longtime color analyst for the Iowa State Sports Network. You know, a lot of it, you know, I think they've kind of hit the wall a little bit, but I think as much as anything, like I said a moment ago, I mean, people know our strengths. And to be honest, you look at our roster, it is not in the top half of the league in terms of the pure talent. What's been good about this team is the sum of the team is greater than the individual parts, and they played really well together. They got a little tired, and they haven't been making the perimeter shots that they were earlier. Kausher was on a real roll early. Of course, Caleb Grill uh, you know, and Jared Holmes were shooting the three ball well, and now not so much. And it's finally gotten to the point I think it's affected our defense a little bit. That mm. plus, obviously, the Caleb Grill situation has kind of been lingering and a really, really tough situation. That's Eric Heft, color analyst for Iowa State basketball and football. Cyclones and Bears tomorrow morning at 11 in the Farrell Center. We're on the air at 1030 here on ESPN Central Texas, television on ESPN2. Also tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus, 11th-ranked Kansas State at West Virginia. 2 o'clock on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus, 22nd-ranked TCU at Oklahoma. 3 o'clock on ESPN tomorrow afternoon, 3rd-ranked Kansas at number 9, Texas. And 5 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN2, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. Enjoy the games. After tomorrow, it's on to Kansas City in the Big 12 Tournament. Talk about that on Monday. I'm John Morris. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. COVID-19 is a dangerous threat, and vaccines aren't enough to protect you. Since fever is the leading sign of COVID-19, you need an accurate thermometer. Try Exergen, backed by more than 100 clinical studies. Learn more at exergen.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.